0: Welcome one, welcome all to this week's Let's Talk. I'm your host, Jay. Not with me today is our beautiful co-host, A Aaron. However, he does wish you all a happy holidays. Let's talk this week. As you know it, let's talk times, the young dad pod. We've got some this or that holiday edition. And then just a handful of things that we all struggle with as parents that I wanted to go over with you to let you know that you are not alone in your struggles of your daily parenthood journey. So grab a juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. Because I know something I love more than almost anything is water. I love cold water from a reusable water bottle. I love water bottles that have an amazing wood finish. I love water bottles that keep your water cold for more than 24 hours at a time, even in the most extreme heat. I love shaker bottles. I love gallon water bottles. I love can koozies. I love custom dog bowls, shaker bottles, bedding, sheets, pillows, comforters, pillow cases, extra accessories, ice packs, tons of different gifts for him, for her, gift cards. You can get all these and save money at coldest.com coldest water brand the coldest water bottle the coldest dog bowl the coldest can coolie the coldest sheets the coldest pillow the coldest everything they're all amazing and they're all on a site-wide black friday sale right now save some money save some extra money when you use code ballboy10 check out you can get the new sports finish you can get the one gallon jug you can get tumblers mugs classic bottles, and can coolers, and so much more at thecoldest.com. Check it out. Use code BALLBOY. Use the link in our link tree. However you want to get there. Thank us later by getting someone an amazing gift this holiday season. Or treat yourself. You deserve it. You earn it. You deserve to have cold water. Treat yourself. Thank us later. welcome back so we are starting off today with holiday this or that and i'm going to give each of these their own um time in the spotlight to think about first one we got is candy cane or hot cocoa now candy canes are pretty versatile you have your fruity candy canes your minty candy canes your candy candy canes you have your chocolate candy canes, which are disgusting. If you like chocolate candy canes, can you like comment? So I know there's people that know they're know that they like chocolate candy canes. So those people don't feel so alone. And then hot cocoa. Man, hot cocoa. Warm. Warms you up. Whipped cream, marshmallows. Delicious. It's basically chocolate milk in a cup. Just warm. And it's okay to drink warm chocolate milk. I also want to know how many people drink their hot cocoa, make it with water or make it with like warm milk. Because there's a difference. There really is. Or do you just like take your milk, warm it up and then put like Nestle chocolate powder in? I've had it all these different ways. It's still delicious, but I want to know what way you guys prefer. So I'm on Team Hot Chocolate. Um, I want to know how many people are on Team Candy Cane or Team Hot Chocolate. So do let me know. First one, or second one, I'm sorry. Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus? Now, we all know Santa. He has a spotlight. He does the the thing. He drives the sleigh. He delivers a presence. But I'm pretty sure Mrs. Claus is the true mastermind. Like, you see movies Santa's depicted as the one that's, like, in the workshop, telling all the elves what to do, doing all the quality control checks. But I'm pretty sure it's Mrs. Claus like that has to give the final stamp of approval. Like She's doing all the logistics and the hiring and firing of the elves. She's HR. She's everything for the elves, for the reindeer. She probably takes care of them. You know, she takes care of Santa. So I'm going to say Mrs. Claus here. Mrs. Claus is probably the real MVP of Christmas that we don't talk about enough. Third one here, real or fake tree. Yes, real trees smell delicious. They're so hard to take care of, though, because you have to water them. You have to keep them watered. You have to put the lights around and make sure it's bushy enough. You have all this driving, all these places, all these things to do, and it's just not all it's cracked up to be for a real tree. I'm Team Fake Tree. Fake Tree is easier. You take three pieces out of a box. You put it up. You call it good. They're pre-lit. You throw ornaments on, bada bing, bada boom, you're done in like an hour with the fake tree. It's beautiful, it's easy, it's simple, it's easy, breezy, beautiful, cover girl. And I'm I'm a big fan of the fake tree. And this one goes back to my teenage self a little bit. Cash or gift card? Because as you get older, people pretty much just to get you cash or gift cards. You don't really get toys anymore, especially as an adult. Like, your friends just get you gift cards, which, shout out to my friends... Um, got us a awesome gift card. Super excited to use that. Said every adult ever, but it really depends on like where the gift cards to, because cash will just go and blow real quick, but gift card, like if you get a the gift card to a place that you actually like, it's a bit more beneficial. Like if I got a gift card or cash to like my favorite taco truck, I'm down or to target or somewhere where I'm going to use it a lot more. I'm so down for the gift card. So give me gift card 100% probably cash if i'm a teenager because i can spend on whatever i want uh fifth one here home or out of town both have their advantages at home you're at you're in your home you know with your family immediate family and whoever came to see you if anyone came to see you i hope people came to see you and spend spend christmas with you i really do um Or out of town. Now, out of town is ideal if you, you know, you would be spending Christmas alone so that you're with other people. Uh, You see family you haven't seen, parents, grandparents, things like that for the holidays. Um, I'm going to go home. I'm a homebody. I like being at home, so I'm definitely picking home. And then snow or no snow. Ironic because it is currently dumping snow here in the Tri-Cities in Washington. Like, so much snow. It's not a good time. I'm not excited to drive to work tomorrow morning. So, this should be a great time. So, those are those are it. So, run through one more time. Candy cane, hot chocolate, hot chocolate. Santa or Mrs. Claus, Mrs. Claus. Real or fake tree, fake tree. Cash or gift card. Gift card with the caveat to it's somewhere I like and will use. Home or out of town. Home, for sure. And then snow or no snow. I, I didn't even answer that one. Uh, snow, no snow. No snow. I hate the snow. I hate the cold. I want it to be somewhere all the time. I definitely need to go back to Arizona. That sounds ideal. Sounds lovely. Uh, no snow. Team, no snow. We're going to take a quick break. While you're listening to the break, go ahead and leave a comment on your answers for the six questions. Yeah, six. I can do math. And let me know what you think. Uh, get involved, start talking to me, and I'll be back with you guys here in just a moment. Man, Live Studio audience is great. As I kind of mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about some of the struggles of being a parent. Once that came to my mind directly, as I was thinking about this, as I was brainstorming this, kind of brainchilding it, trying to figure out what, what what, are some of the struggles? And there are so many, but at the same time, it was hard to think of what are the struggles that I really want to talk about. So there's a lot of struggles of being a parent, not to mention there's more when you're co-parenting more, when you blend families, and there's so many struggles. There's so many different kinds of struggles. Everyone struggles a little bit different. Dads' are strugg- struggles are a little bit different than moms', and then non-natural parents are a little bit harder than natural parents. There's so many different struggles out there. So, I wanted to try to find some common ground here, because everyone who's a parent, some in some way, shape, or form, struggles. There is a struggle. The struggle is real. It's there. And I wanted to share some light mine on these items as there are more parents out there with the same struggles as you and I. And we're not alone. We're not alone in these parenting struggles and these parenting journeys that we're all going through. And they're all unique, but they're all very similar at the same time. However, there's no one-size-fits-all method for anything I'm about to say. So it works for me. It might not work for you in this situation because my kids are different than yours. My situation is different than yours. So just kind of got to go with it. But this is where I was kind of able to find some generic ground, and we have one, two, three, four, five. Let's hit the first two: the endless juggling act. And if that made so much sense to you, right as I said it, then you know exactly what I mean. If you don't, then let me let me enlighten you a little bit here. What I mean is that you have to juggle your own personal as yourself, the individual, your work-life balance, along with your kid's schedule, along with anything your partner might have going on in their schedule, or just all these, like just two schedules, and you trying to balance work, being a parent, being an individual, you know, having hobbies, doing things that you love, doing things that help you relax, your mental health, physical, emotional, all those different well-beings, Making sure your kids are taken care of and have all their needs being met as well. You have to be the ultimate scheduler, planner, organizer. Wear a bunch of different hats when it comes to that. You know, you're a chauffeur. You could be a coach. You could be more. So much more. So many different things all at the same time. It's hard. It's super, super hard. It's difficult. It's crazy. And you don't know that until your kids start getting older. I'm discovering that and it's insane to say the least, but you also have to ask for help sometimes when you need it, and that's okay, because there will be times where you, if you have multiple kids, it could be doing multiple sports, multiple things that come on one night, where you have to have your partner involved, you have to have a parent, friend who's on the team, be like, hey, can you pick up Timmy and take him to practice with you? I got to take um, Sally and Jane to this other practice. It would be really helpful if you could help me out. It's okay. Because you know that you, if they ask you, you would do the same for them. So if you ask someone, make sure that you're willing to do it as well. It's a golden rule there. Never ask something of someone else that you wouldn't be willing to do in return. You know, so just keep that in mind there. But they say it takes the village and it truly does. So don't be afraid to to ask and if you mess up and Schedule doesn't always go to plan, then it doesn't go to plan. You have to adjust. You have to make those kind of fly by the seam of your pants and kind of just make it happen. And you make it happen every single day. And it's amazing. I know you keep doing it. And I know you'll keep doing it. Because you, you rock. Second, we're going to do two and we'll take a break. The Endless Concern. When your child is a baby, you worry about them getting hurt, falling, everything. You worry about everything, germs and allergies and everything, all super valid. All super valid. Like I said, they're all valid. Then they start to walk and toddle around and you worry about them falling, hurting themselves. You hear all these horror stories of about kids falling downstairs, splitting their heads open on a corner of a table from falling broken bones you just hear all the bad things and you're like oh my goodness that's gonna happen to my kid the concern changes as they go to school you know make sure they're eating are they making friends are they being kind to others are they being a good human being that i've taught them to be are they being bullied are they the bully are they learning are they paying attention in class and just worried about everything they're doing everything you're just worried man are they doing that are they doing this are they doing that like a, I you just you don't know so you're just worried all the time then you know they get older and you more worries concern dating relationships you know mental health and they become more self-aware and you just have all these worries all these worries more worries than you have for yourself and that's okay because it's just never gonna stop you're always gonna worry that's your kids that's your blood you love them you care about them At least I hope you do. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Sometimes I make jokes. Sometimes I make jokes. But there's just crazy things that happen when you have your second kid. I don't know if it was just me. Aaron's in the same boat. But you have that second kid and all of a sudden, man, you're lightened up. You're not as worried about germs, the falls, the hurting themselves. All that extra worry kind of go away a little bit because you know what you're doing. It's so much easier. You got to figure it out. They're sleeping. They're eating. They're chilling. They're playing. They're learning. They're growing. They're great. They're not getting hurt. No split heads. And like I don't know if it's just me, but I look back and like, man, I was so overly worried about these things for no reason. So now, like my assistant at work, she'll come in and she'll have the baby and. She'll like drop the pacifier. It's like, oh no, I gotta wash the pacifier off. Can't have that anymore. I'm like, come on, come on, it's it's fine, it's fine, I promise. It's like that must be a dad thing. I'm like, no, two kids. She's like, ah, oh, okay. I'm like you'll know someday. You'll know someday. I mean, that's her choice, of course. But you know, it's you, you kind of learn, you grow, you develop, you learn that man. I do know a lot more than I thought I knew. Um, initially so the endless concern will always be there it changes over time but know that your kids okay they're they're safer than you think they are you have to give them a little bit of room to grow we're going to jump into that real quick here after this break do you want to give someone just an amazing gift this holiday season let me help you out you know someone that loves to cook loves flavor but doesn't love all the extra things that come in your normal store-bought seasoning that's why danos is amazing low sodium zero calories all natural ingredients four amazing flavors original everything bagel spicy and chipotle it's all natural it's low sodium it's Danos seasoning yum yum get you some use our link in our link tree Use our code BALLBOY at checkout to save some money, support your favorite podcast, and to give someone some amazing flavor this holiday season. Shout out to the live in-studio drummer on that drum roll. Uh, I know I left you guys hanging there with a little bit of a cliffhanger and a little bit of a teaser as we... As I wanted you to know that you got to give your kids a little bit more wiggle room. Which brings us into the next piece here. Letting your kids fail. Yes. You have to let your kids fail. But I don't want my kids to fail. I don't want them to be failures. Well, that is the first the wrong mindset. Your kid is not going to be a failure if they fail. That is having way too high expectations for a five-year-old or however old your kids are. Because there's always room to change and to grow and to change your perspective and outlook on and trajectory. That's what I was looking for, trajectory on where you're at or where you're going. And this stems from your concern of being a parent that never stops. However, like I'm saying, you have to let them fail. You have to let them color outside the lines, if you will. You have to let them go off the beaten path. You have to let them learn to play, to learn, to run, to jump, to fall, to get back up, to not be good at the sport at first or to really struggle at something or to not be perfect or to not know how to do something and kind of let them figure it out on their own. And you have to, you have to let them do these things. You have to let them kind of learn for themselves You have to teach them but not hold their hand to the point where you're micromanaging and doing it for them you have to let them practice it you have to let them keep going and when they make improvements you have to be proud of them you have to cheer them on you have to encourage them you have to give them positive reinforcement and that's your role as a parent you have to be there to support the failure almost Let's say they're finally a little bit older and they know how to cook. They can learn to cook eggs in a pan. They're like, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. If you have a kindergartner, first grader, you know exactly what I mean. I want to do it. I can do it. I can do it. I saw that on a video. I can do it. I'm... All right. <laughs> you do it. You do it. And then a couple minutes go by and you're hearing, I need help. I can't do it. You know exactly what I mean. So if you know, you know, and we all know, we've all been there, unless your kid's not there yet, you will be there. But that's okay. You have to walk over and be like, what happened? And they're going to tell you what happened. And I'm like, well, you can't just say I told you so. It's Like, well, that's why you can't do it by yourself. And I'll say, well, looks like you got to try again. Looks like you got to do it differently. Here, let me show you how you will fix it or how you can do it differently next time. Let's just fix this. this. If they're cooking an egg and they mess up on the first egg, guess what? There's more eggs. You can get them another egg and they can try it again. And then after a second time, maybe let them try a third time or maybe you just say, I'm going to cook your egg for you this time and we'll try again next time we make eggs. Or if they're pouring a bowl of cereal and they spill, then let them pour a new bowl. Just different things like that. Whatever they're doing, give them the chance to let it Take another crack at it and let them go. Cheer them on. Coach them through it. But be at a distance. Don't micromanage. Don't hold the hand. Be there supportive, but not to the point where you're doing it for them. And you give them room to grow. Literally, you have to give them space. Like, don't be right there. Be out of the kitchen. Be doing something else. Supervise them, but not... Over supervise. That makes sense. Be cleaning the floor as they're doing something else in the kitchen or something like that. You know, give them the space that they need to to do what they're doing. Because then all of a sudden it's gonna go boom, light bulb is gonna go off, and they're gonna be great at it. And they are like, man, I could do that the whole time. and you can talk them back up. And be like, yeah, see, was it worth all that at the beginning? No, probably not. And they'll they'll say that. They'll say no. Like, see, you could do it. You just had to try. You just had to give it a bit more. You can do it. So we, we got to give them room to grow. Color outside the line. Because how else does your kid become a functioning member of society if you're constantly protecting them from failure and ever learning to overcome adversity? They don't. They become sheltered and dependent and, like, they can't do anything for themselves and, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want kids like that. We want kids who are independent, who know how to ask for help when they need it, but also try and not afraid of taking on the challenges and then taking those risks associated with it. And then failing. They're okay with failing because they know that they're going to succeed at that task eventually. You can't do everything for them, so stop trying. Love your kids, but let them color outside the lines and give them literal space to grow and to learn that's where that's at my fourth one here before we take another quick break i'm so sorry but the last one's really good i really want to get into it and yeah saying no and if you have daughters like me you understand you get that you get it when they want something they use that cuteness to manipulate you into getting it you have to stand your ground. You have to look them in the eye and say, no, you're not getting that thing. You don't need that thing. We're not going to do that thing. No, no, no. You say no a lot as a parent. If you're a girl dad, you say no a lot. And it sucks because you're like, man, I really want to spoil them. I really want them to have it. But at the same time, they really don't need it. If you say yes to everything, your kids become spoiled and you're broke, which are two bad things in and of itself. So say no it's hard it's worth it though they learn that they can't they don't get everything they want they learn to appreciate things more what they do have they learn that they learn boundaries it's just so helpful to say no but you can also spoil your kids in different ways you can spoil them with your love you can spoil them with your attention. You can spoil them in so many different ways that are more meaningful to them than other than a toy or an extra ice cream or something. You know, you can spend time with them, you know, do something special with them, hang out with them, play with them. Just do something that you don't have to give them that thing that they initially wanted, but something that's going to mean more to them and be better for your relationship. So stay strong, dads. Stay strong. We're going to take a second break here, another break here. Super fast, super fast. We'll be right back. And this one, this one's really going to hit home. I'm really excited for this one. So stay close. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, guys, calm down, calm down. It wasn't that funny. I was telling the audience some really funny holiday jokes that... They just died at because they're hilarious and they're super supportive. They're a very supportive audience. So I figured I'd tell you guys too, since you know they were laughing so hard, I figured you would too. What did Adam say on the day before Christmas? Anybody? anybody? It's Christmas Eve. Like Adam and Eve? Yeah, yep, okay, okay. Um the audience already heard it, that's why they're not laughing again. They they were already there. They already heard it once. It's okay. You don't need it again. It's okay. Second one. What do you call people who are afraid of Santa Claus? Anybody? Anybody? Claustrophobic. Surprised the band didn't do a little... That's okay. We're going to jump into our last parenting struggle here and this one i hope that you guys find as relatable as i do because we all wonder it it was the most common one when i asked a group text i'm in I'm just what do you guys struggle with what is it that really is one of your big struggles as a parent or some of the struggles that you do as a parent so shout out to my friend denise on the endless juggling act that one was all her, just fantastic. This one, we all kind of agree that it's very common for all parents, moms and dads alike. We always wonder as parents are we messing up? Are we doing the right thing? Are we doing enough? Are we messing up our little humans or messing up our little humans? As some of my friends said in our group message, we are constantly questioning everything we do, say, did, said, how we reacted. And we are always critiquing ourselves and being rather hard on ourselves. And I just wondered why. Why do we do this? Why are we so hard on ourselves as parents? Because you see so many videos from like the kids' perspective and they they know that we struggle. They know that we react. They they understand as they get older, you know, kind of the consequences and you know things that cause different reactions. They understand it. They start, they do less of certain things, more of other things, and, or not, you know, they're their kids, they don't understand it, but, you know, they, they probably can get over it a lot faster than we do, and they don't critique as hard, they're much more forgiving, much more loving, kind of like dogs, like dogs are like super loving and forgiving and patient, but... I'm not saying that about my dog because I'm looking at him, but he, they are. They, they have a, short, a shorter memory than us. And they don't always remember the things. They remember some feelings. And they, re, they remember a lot. They're smart, but, you know, they, they can get over it quicker. They you forgive a little bit quicker than we forgive ourselves. We're really hard on ourselves. And don't be as hard on yourself because your kids love you. They love you. And an apology, reconciliation goes a long way. Admitting you're wrong to your kids when you were wrong goes a long way. Don't be afraid of it. And then, my buddy Brig, co-host of the Baseball Together podcast, not Brad, the little big blue eyes, just said this thing, that he just, he just phrased it so well, so perfectly, he gets full credit for this, but it's so relatable. Because it's it's along with are we doing a good job, but it's also a little bit different. So just just hear this. Hear this, please. Hardest part for me is similar to that feeling at an airport when you know you forgot something pretty important, but you can't put your finger on what it is. You tell yourself to shrug it off. You did your best. And let's be honest, things have been really hard. And anyway, who could blame you? What? Blame you? What? with this and that oh blame you with what this and that and the other things all going on at the same time but you manage this far well enough right right are you managing whatever this isn't about me this is about them but you can't shake the feeling that you've left something out Something that you should should be common knowledge, but nobody seems to know. Because when you venture into vulnerability, you find comfortable companionship with the rest of us winging it, and that makes you laugh for a small, glorious moment. But unlike at the airport, you can't just buy it when you get there. Never had it, so how could you ever hope to give it to your kids? But you still feel you should have. You still feel you should have known. You should have asked more, read more, prayed more, paid closer attention. That feeling is one of the hardest, and I can't agree more. Because as parents, so often we realize we're winging it. Just along with everyone else. And when we're vulnerable with each other as parents, there's that companionship. There's that place where it's like, man, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one feeling this way. There's No book. There's no one-size-fits-all. You're busy. You're trying to be done well enough this far. You're managing, right? You can do it. You can get through this. You can do this because you got this more than you think you've got this. Nobody has the answers, all the answers. Nobody has the perfect answers for you, except for you. My best advice, stop being so hard on yourself. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Give yourself a little bit of forgiveness. Treat each day as a new day, new opportunities, change your perspective, Don't beat yourself up. Admit when you're wrong. Move forward. Make the changes you need to make and then talk to your kids about the appropriate changes for them. Not the ones that you want to see to benefit you, but the appropriate changes for them as a person, as an individual. That's where we're going to leave that. So know that you are... You are doing a better job than you think you're doing. Just remember that. To wrap up, make sure you follow us at Young Dad Pod on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts. We're all over the interwebs, all over the podcasting stratosphere. We were in like the top like 15% for the wellness category from our Spotify wrap for this year. And so we want to give a huge thank you to everyone who listens You know, we were a lot higher in so many different places than we thought we would be, you know, for coming in in the last quarter of the year. So thank you all for your support and listening. It means a ton to us. Of course, you can always find us at our website, ballboymedia.com or ballboyblog.com. Both will get you there. And they all take you to the same place. Remember to hit up our link tree, .E e. Backslash Ball Boy blog. You'll see all of our fantastic deals, people we work with, brands we work with across multiple platforms, and great deals for the holiday season for your loved ones from Danos, Fanatics, Coldest Water, couple more. You won't be disappointed and you'll save money and you'll get other people the gifts they love or treat yourself. Either way works. Again, thank you guys so much. We'll be back with you next week. Stay tuned for some exciting things to come in 2023 with the Young Dad Pod.